<laughs> that made no sense. <laughs> Good. Oh my god, it's Schrödinger's data expert. Hello and welcome back to Talking Tuesdays, where every two weeks, and last time it was four months ago, and now it's only a week ago, so anyway, uh, but we're here to talk with uh, two of uh, my uh, finest colleagues, <laughs> Ruud Peters and Senefer Massen, who both are uh, part of the, the reference data team, and uh, we're here to talk about, well, data, because mm-hmm. we have a lot of questions about data scientists, the things they do the things they learn and uh, their reasons for being. Uh, but maybe just for uh, a quick uh, quick introduction, Rule Senna, who are you and what do you do exactly? Senna? Yes, so I am Senna. I am a data consultant at uh, The Reference. Um, I've been here for almost one year now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I work uh, mainly uh, in a consultancy function for, uh, for a large retail player. And next to that, I'm also working internally on marketing, major uh, internal projects. Okay, yeah. yeah. So um, I'm Rul, I've been before in this podcast, so you might know me from that one time I talked about internet tracking prevention, intelligent tracking <laughs> yes, prevention. Yes, Because privacy is one, one of my main uh, concerns when uh, working with uh, data. One of the things I'm currently responsible for is actually well, first of all, I work as a cli- as a consultant for many clients, um, uh, supporting where I where I can my colleagues, and on the other hand, I'm also responsible for um, research and actually uh, the strategy of where we're headed with our data consultancy team. Okay, well, um, I I would like to 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 do this this uh, talk a bit as if I'm somebody who has to decide on whether and where to go with data. And already it's it's quite uh, interesting to see that y- even when you're talking about what you do all day, you didn't mention any technology or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're just saying uh, we're working with our customers. So there's a, a big business component to, mm-hmm. to, to, to what you're doing apparently. Um, let's say, for example, I am a retailer because uh, you said, Senna, that, uh, that you've been mm-hmm. working primarily with a major retailer lately. And uh, I know that data is the new gold and blah, blah, blah. And I read everywhere that I go and everywhere that I read, they, they, they tell me you should do something about data. But I, yeah, where do I start? What, what, what do I do? Yeah, you know, I think that's a great point of view to start this discussion with because what we encounter on the daily is a lot of people asking us like, okay, this data thing, it sounds great and it's almost like magic. But where do we start, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, our, um, our proposition is actually that you start with finding the right people. Yeah. Because uh, we like to say that uh, actually the data you work with is only as good as the, the people who will, who will yeah, use it, you know? So, so that's why we, we, we would really encourage people to, to start investing in the right data experts. Yeah. Okay, so more that than... I don't know, tools to collect data. You're absolutely, okay. absolutely. Yeah. Because um, you need a data expert who can really um, start your, your, your endeavors uh, based upon uh, cases. Mm-hmm. Because indeed there is no such thing as the general framework for anything that has to come with data. Okay. You really need to start from a business perspective at what data maturity is your company, um, which sector is it in, 
these are all very relevant questions and based upon these factors, a, a really great data expert can really start challenging business and asking the right questions. And I think that's, that's, that's really the starting point for, for a good data expert. Yeah, I think it's a general misconception that you need a uh, very large and um, expensive infrastructure to, to actually entertain your data scientists that they can actually, actually start creating value. But I think within the current Belgian economy, I think not many companies are actually there that they have this infrastructure. Mm -hmm. And it's true, an infrastructure makes a data scientist work a lot easier. But I think even if they don't have these expensive tools, they can even already start um, making the right use cases, making business cases, value cases. Um, I think um, recently we... Um, we were at an, uh, we were working for at a company and they had a, a model that actually uh, selected um, leads so mm -hmm. if if they have a lot of data and they wanted to know okay who should we contact our resources are limited uh, can you help us with that and just we made a very big business analysis just to, to to make it tangible how much this would actually generate in uh, in monetary value okay yeah. and just Making these uh, business cases is a very large uh, part of our job right now because I think in Belgium, when it comes to data science, there's not a lot, there's no maturity at all, maybe for, for a couple of, of companies. But So what you're saying is that w when I'm looking to recruit somebody, for example, I should look more at their, less at their use of data science buzzwords and more in terms of... Uh, can they challenge me? Can they ask the right questions? Uh, and not uh, not somebody who says, oh, before I start here, I need uh, blah, 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 clusters of C and uh, databases of that. And no, so, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you know, there is a, re a reason why we call the people who work here in the data team data consultants yeah. rather, rather than data scientists because we really want to emphasize this consultancy function. Mm -hmm. Now, how does that look like? Well, we really feel that a data expert should really take a data project from A to Z, mm -hmm. which means indeed they have to deliver a really good analysis or an optimization or whatever he or she is building. But she also needs to, to, to challenge the, the business question up front yeah. and, and see if it's relevant and if it's even manageable, because that's also quite often a challenge. Like, yeah, we want to do this big data thing but then you look at the data and, and it's not always even feasible to, yeah, to yeah, implement yeah, yeah. any yeah. data product yeah, so yeah. And, and then of course also at the output giving a great presentation and delivering the the insights in an understandable manner is, is so valuable and so yeah. important so what you're also saying is that it's not somebody that you should put in your let's say it department it's really somebody that should be running around everywhere. Uh, but on the other hand, I'm not inclined to think that you need a data science department then either. So uh, is it, where, does, where do these people fit in then? The core business of a data scientist is actually assisting in decision making. So if a manager wants to make a decision regarding an investment or where he should put his resources, a data scientist can pull up the right numbers and actually assist them in that. But it goes further than that because decision making can also be completely automated. If you have, for example, if you're a B2B company mm -hmm. and you receive a lot of leads, that data scientist will, will probably be able to create a predictive model that will tell what the probability is that that lead will convert 
to actually becoming a client. And so you can actually already um, steer your sales department towards the right clients. So no, data scientists are not in the IT department. They yeah. are, in, in our opinion, a data scientist should reside with um, closer to the business and not to the technological so part. The, the right hand of management. Yeah. They help in decision making. And it's not to be dismissive of, for example, an IT department, when IT department is more operational yes. and will not steer the company in that or that yes. direction. While well, you're saying data experts have a very big influence on... Absolutely. Yeah. In that sense, we, we, we like to refer to them as uh, analytical translators. So yeah. they need to be able to translate uh, demands from business, so business questions to the mm -hmm. right data, but also the other way around. Yeah. Find yeah. the right data to answer relevant business questions. Yeah. So that's really their their yeah translates their translator function yeah i think it's one of the most underestimated part of being a data scientist is that you need to be able to translate your findings it doesn't matter if you, if you build a really cool model or if you use um, the, the fanciest regression techniques to see which parameter is actually the most relevant in, uh -huh. in um, substantiating a decision but you need to also make it clear how this works how do how to make sure that the decision maker actually understands why he needs to make a certain decision yeah. and not just rely on, okay, it's this number, bam, let's do this or that. Mm -hmm. No, he really needs to understand it. And that's why um, over the past years, I, th I think I've seen, uh, I've been reading a lot of literature about explainable AI mm -hmm. so that you actually, if you have a very complex decision-making model that you need to be able to reduce that complexity and trade it for a little bit of interpretability. Yeah. So yeah. managers want to know why a decision or why the model or why the data gives a certain output, yeah. which is really important these days. Yeah, it's, it's still a matter of making choices then as well. Definitely. Yeah. 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 And you have to be able to explain why you made choice a over choice B Indeed, yes. to do your analysis. And, yeah. and you know, the, the great thing about this is that it really hires the chance of your project, mm -hmm. either it being a certain analysis or an optimization or whatever, to really be deployed and be used by the business. Because that, in the end, of course, is the end yeah, goal, yeah, yeah, especially sure. if yeah. so many resources go to data or data science in general. Yeah. We really, actually, the, the goal of a, of a data expert is that in the long run, he or she is not needed anymore. Mm -hmm. Is that any anything can be can be run automatically? Yeah, uh, and 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 you really hire that chance um, by working together closely with the, with the, with the business. Let's say I've done my first hires and I'm looking for somebody, or I how do I evaluate the work in terms of I have a good feeling about this person? Uh, she can tell me, or he can tell me the right things. I have the feeling that we're making the right decisions, but still something is missing in terms of fundamentally, am I sure this person is making the right choices, making the right decisions, doing the right analysis? How can I know that without being a data scientist myself, for example? Evaluating, I mean, currently evaluating data scientists is not easy because a lot of their work is actually um, evangelizing what they're doing. Many mm -hmm. companies, as I just said, in Belgium are not ready for a full-fledged data scientist team that actually makes models and substantiates every decision that's make with, made within a company. Mm -hmm. So evaluating these these people is actually done by, by working with validated learnings. So what, what do we need to learn or what do we need to know to actually get to a point where we can hire a team of data scientists mm -hmm. and they can actually work in a very efficient way. Then you have the, 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 
the mature companies, the mature data companies, there the, the data scientists can actually be evaluated based on the on the money that they save uh, or generate for a company. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, let's say this this is a really typical marketing example, but it's it's the most easy thing to 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 um, to show what I mean is that for example, a company actually weekly on a weekly base mails their customer their customer base so they send these emails and they can see it generates this much money and this is the conversion rate and so on but what if a data scientist actually makes a model that actually personalizes each and every one of these emails and mm-hmm. you can actually see what the uplift is from mm-hmm. um, from personalizing these emails yeah so yeah. then you can actually do an a b test and actually say okay the uplift is uh, so much percent yeah and there's one last thing I would like to would like to uh, say is that the larger the scale gets that companies operate within, um, the more important that data scientists actually become. Because if they uh, if they generate an uplift of like 0.1 percent or even less, if your scale is really really big and you're working with billions of euros or dollars, then that 0.1 percent is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. For small companies. Um, that's not the case. So data scientists are more important for large companies than for small companies. Yeah, and to pick up on that, I think indeed what Rule says is very true. The, the tangibility to to assess the things you are doing and to to really monetize that mm-hmm, is, mm-hmm. is really what data science is all about. You know, yeah. the science part of the term. Science is about trying to grasp what's almost unreachable in a a more philosophical sense you know (laughs) Um, and and that's why it has gained so much uh, popularity over the last years because also business decision makers they want to be able to grasp grasp that unreachable utopia it's true what um, Senna is saying that data science is actually about trying to to reach the unreachable the, the intangible and make it tangible but I think there's a a large role for data scientists in actually making um, companies and organizations resilient for um, what actually happens in the outside world. If you have, for example, a report and you can see that the amount of leads or the sales are actually decreasing, it's up to the data scientists to actually come up with an explanation why they see this evolution so that the right decision can actually be made. It's also an antidote to gut feeling uh, based decisions and decision making that is structurally more sound and uh, that 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 yeah. helps you go in it. Do you have any examples of that? Uh, of yeah, absolutely. You know, don't get us wrong. Um, we think that gut feeling will will always be part of of, of business and decision making for sure. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you can support this gut feeling yep. either by by Actually, by uh, putting up a hypothesis yeah. and to to really scientifically either reject it or approve it, mm-hmm. that is the true strength of of, of data science, yeah. and that is where the digital resiliency comes in. Yeah. Companies who do who do this over companies that rely purely on gut feeling, yeah. they can really create the the, the competitive advantage. So, so to tie it all back, it's a, a case of should I start with this data thing, which was the first question. Is in fact I need a data scientist to know whether I should <laughs> yes follow my competitors. <laughs> That's a good remark. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> There's one more thing I would like to say, I think, when it comes to resiliency and the the role for data scientists, um, oftentimes it's not always 
generating money, like Sander says, but it's actually avoiding the downward spiral. Mm -hmm. Because what you often see in companies is that something goes wrong, a decision is take with, taken, which makes it even worse. Yeah. And then, then you end up in a downward spiral. I think we had an, uh, an example of a case recently where um, a company would actually wanted to, to um, spend their efforts on, on the acquisition mm -hmm. of more customers when we actually saw that there's not a lot, there's not a lot a lot of room anymore there that it's actually about preventing that your customers actually run away okay yeah 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 so yeah. if these if this company would would still keep investing on on, on the acquisition of, of new customers they would actually just throw money out of the way yeah, yeah, yeah 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 cool yeah that's a, that's a good one okay so we already touched on the subject of digital resilience and as every listener knows we have uh, an event coming up on November 28th <laughs> Exactly on the same topic. How? Uh, what a coincidence! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you two will be talking there. What will be? What will you be talking about? Uh, data, of course. But uh, yeah, we'll be talking mainly about. You are a company. Mm -hmm. You really want to start. You're, you're sitting actually on this huge pile of data, mm -hmm. and you want to start turning this data into value. Yeah. Where do you need to start? Where do you start? Where okay. do you start? It's actually about three aspects. So. Um, Organization, how should I organize my company to actually uh, make sure that these uh, efforts actually uh, have a return on investment? Also about humans, who should you hire, where should you look for them, what are the trades they need to actually be successful yeah, in their okay. job? And finally, technology, um, how can you make sure that your data scientists um, have the right tools to be successful in their job? Yeah. Okay, great. Well, looking forward to it. Thanks, Rul. Thanks, Sene, for uh, this enlightening talk. and. Uh, well, uh, let's talk soon again. All right. <laughs> Thank Bye. you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>